got some flour on my pants. Flour? Flour. We made a pizza. I saw that. It was good. I was, was surprised. Was it homemade dough or did you? Cool. Yeah, we made it ourselves. Did you use that, did you use that Greek yogurt recipe or whatever for the dough? No, we just did flour and water and yeast. Cool. It was good. I think that's all. Yeah, it was. It was surprised. I was surprised. I thought it was going to turn out like shit. Oh yeah, there's a healthy. There's a protein recipe that I'm I'm interested, intrigued by because it uses Greek yogurt mm. and egg and something else. But anyway, I'm just kind of curious if that would if it would work. like hold together. Not even hold together. I just want to hold up in terms of is it a decent pizza oh, or not <laughs> yeah. for a healthy pizza. I saw a chicken crust the other day too. That was canned chicken and egg and uh, and something else. I mean, if you're just going to do that with, like, sauce and cheese. But that's no different than a cauliflower crush with a Parmesan and egg. Yeah. It's just probably better than cauliflower because cauliflower chicken, sucks. chicken doesn't always taste like butt. <laughs> cauliflower does. Cauliflower. <laughs> cauliflower is pretty gross. I've, ha I've only had it, like, in mixed vegetables and stuff, and it never tastes good. I've never had cauliflower that actually tastes good. I can handle some cauliflower. Nuke's cauliflower crust is dope. Oh, really? Yeah, it's still a little farty, but it's the texture. The texture's so because I'm a thin crust pizza yeah. guy. The texture's fucking excellent, so I can get over a lot of things for texture a lot of the time. That's fair. So, I don't know. Domino's gluten free is elite too, but I think it's just I think it's rice and cornmeal. I don't think there's any cauliflower in it. That would make sense. Yeah, they probably like grind up the rice and like make it really fine. Yeah, make it like powder. I use a lot. Of, I use like rice pasta and stuff. So yeah. I used to. I just don't like the texture of rice pasta. It doesn't hold up together. Yeah. If but you it, do, it doesn't taste any different. It just doesn't hold up together. If you use, well, I don't know. The the ones I had where it was like spaghetti was terrible. Like the texture and the taste we were use, both terrible. Uh, rotini. Yeah, the rotini one isn't that bad. It's about the same. The lasagna as, noodles are, it doesn't matter because you, it gets broke up with a fork anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're so big. So we use those for everything. And I've been using them for years. I'm not even sure that I'd notice a difference. Yeah. Yeah. No, at that point oh. is that our intro before the intro talking about cauliflower and <laughs> yeah <laughs> cauliflower yeah. tastes like T tldr cauliflower tastes like butt <laughs> that that's all you need to know that's that's the only thing yeah, I feel like the only thing that should taste like butt is in fact butt. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it there's some cheeses that taste like butt Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they smell like it anyway. <laughs> I'm sure they taste very similar to the way they smell. I mean, I've never had cheese that tastes like a dirty penny. <laughs> I'm sure some ladies have. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <That's>... Jesus. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Well, if you, ladies, if you know what dick cheese tastes like, please uh, <laughs> keep it to yourself because we really don't want to know. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> now I'm thinking Orbeez. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> hey guys, welcome to the Sip It and Rip It podcast where we talk about various types of Fermenta cheese. <laughs> That we don't deal with. So, <laughs> if you'd be so kind as to rate us five stars on Spotify, <laughs> we'd appreciate you. Uh, you can follow me under what is it? 
at ZG Summer Shred Journey. Underscore. Underscore, underscore Summer Shred Journey. And uh, you can follow him at Nathan Skettios. Podcast at Sip It In Rip It. With the letter N, yeah. no and. Yeah, we spelled it like we say it. Mm-hmm. So, sip it and rip it. Sip it and rip it, baby. Uh, and then we're drinking. This was a, uh idea we had earlier. We were drinking uh, black rum old fashions. Mm-hmm. And they are quite tasty. Yep. If you're wondering, we should start sharing recipes when we actually make we, drinks. We really should. This is uh, Cruzan black rum. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? I yep. forget. It was a special bottle, though. It's like aged different or something like that. <sighs> I don't know what it was. I think it was barrel aged, but I can't remember. Barrel aged. Well, anyway, it's Cruzan Black Rum, uh, chocolate bitters instead of orange bitters, and agave simple syrup. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Very simple. But very good. It's it's, it's kind of like outstanding. Really, like I was surprised. I mean, when I first got the bottle of the Black Rum, I got it because I was like, it was like thirteen bucks, and I was like. I'll give it a shot for 13 bucks. Like the last time I had black rum, it was that crack in and I was like, this is garbage. But for 13 bucks, I was willing to give it a shot. And when I, the first time I had it, I just mixed it with some Dr. Pepper zero. And I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like yeah. the, the, I could taste the rum and it had that caramely smoky taste. Like the Shanky's wit. We were talking about that before, as we made it, yeah. um, it's very similar to that. So shout out to Cruzan. Yes, yeah, they're like good. a um, they're like a mid shelf um, yeah. brand too. Yeah, it's not a super good brand of rum. Like most of the time, if um, uh, what is it? Is it uh, Appleton Estates typically the best rum? Most of the time, it's the best spi- spice rum you can buy. I think it's Appleton. It's real Jamaican spice rum. It's yeah. good. Um, but yeah, this is great. I'll say this drink if you're interested. Do you, do you remember the like Whitman sam- samplers people give at Christmas? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's one in there that is um, milk chocolate with uh, it has a maple syrup center, and it reminds me of Christmas. Yeah. that's what this tastes like. To that me. that's fair. I can, I can kind of see tastes that like milk yeah. chocolate and, and maple syrup together. Yeah. It's fucking good. Which it's I guess makes drink. sense because the Cruzan's very very caramely, chocolatey kind of chocolate bitters. Definitely that that palette though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The chocolate bitters is obviously very chocolatey. Yes. It's chocolate. It's chocolate bitters. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what I'm tasting, what's what, but uh, it definitely uh, tastes like those little milk chocolate covered maple candies that you get at Christmas. Pretty solid. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a Christmassy drink because of that. Yeah, I, I could like I could kind of I could kind of see it's that. The spices in the rum too. Yeah, yeah. You see that? It's not but, nutmeggy and clovey in a way. Yeah. And then it's just super sweet. So it, it is super yeah, sweet. That's that. And the fact that it's a little like smoky kind of mm-hmm. makes it mapley a little bit too, yeah. like woody, I guess. Mm-hmm. If it makes sense. Good, it's good, solid shit. Probably one of the best drinks we've made off the cuff ever. Uh, this was completely made up. So yeah, because the old fashioned with Shanky's Whip was pretty much just a regular old fashioned. We just with, used, we Shanky's, just used Whip. Shanky's Whip, but which I mean, this is pretty similar, but we we changed a couple things. But yeah, yeah, pretty good. The biggest change is we use chocolate bitters instead of orange bitters, mm-hmm. but. It's great. And the Good blue shit. agave instead of regular simple syrup. But I don't know how much that affected much, it. I don't think there's much of a taste it's, difference. It's really just a, a sweet syrup. So. Yeah. It's fucking thick. It's, it's pretty sweet. It is. It's <laughs> it pretty is. sweet. It is. But, but it's great. Yeah, I could uh, I could probably get drunk off of these and never drink them again. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> just yeah. like you drink. Once you puke it up, it's over with. <laughs> yeah, probably so. But. So, yeah, I hate to start the, story, the, the podcast out with a story. <laughs> 
But uh, my wife can attest to this. When we were kids, we we're probably about 19, me and her started living together. And we had a party, or not just any, not just a small party. We had absolute fucking ragers every weekend. <laughs> and uh, somebody said something about making a mixed drink called an apple pie slammer. And it's supposed to be a shot. Mm. Supposed to be. This mm. is the 19-year-old kid in me is about to come out. <laughs> and that's the way they started. Mm -hmm. But they were delicious. So an mm. apple pie slammer is one part apple juice, one one part spiced rum. Uh, specifically... Uh, Captain Morgan. Mm. So one part Captain Morgan, one part one top, one part apple juice, and then cinnamon sugar on top to garnish, and it tastes like an apple pie. It's called an apple pie slammer. Well, after you know ten of those a piece across <laughs> you know party wide, we decided that we didn't just start making them by the glass. You know, yeah. full you know twenty ounces of liquor and <laughs> apple juice. Well. It's a wonder nobody shit themselves that much apple juice, but yeah. what I will tell you is they made everybody extremely sick, and we literally had like 10 or 12 people, like various parts of our property and inside of our house, like sitting and like, including ourselves, with like trash bags in front of us. Like, oh, man. It was a vomit party. <laughs> like the whole party. The whole pa Everybody's puking. Everybody's got their own trash bag. So we're all just laid up on the furniture, just like <laughs> head in trash bags, puking this shit up. I don't think any of us made it to midnight that night. Mm. Like it, was, it took us out and took us out pretty quick. It sounds like it. But I guess that much liquor, I mean... I think it was the apple juice, man. Oh, really? I drank a lot of liquor in my lifetime. Like, I'm, I don't recall to this day. I've had some. I've been pretty sick a few times. Mm -hmm. I don't recall to this day being sicker than I was. Man, apple juice bad for you. Uh, apparently, in, in, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's any worse for you than liquor. Don't get me wrong, but like, I definitely think in uh, large doses, it's, it becomes pretty damn toxic. Apparently, <laughs> so don't don't drink a whole container of apple juice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And another one regarding this drink, talking about it tasting like maple, you know, I may have told this story before, but um, I was out playing a show when I was about 17, and we were playing with a bigger band that was on tour, and they were they were really cool, they were from Alabama too, but um, me and their lead singer got into a maple syrup chugging contest, <laughs> and both, and I didn't, you, Sandy can witness this, it's not been up, it's been recently that I've been able to eat pancakes and waffles and stuff again with maple syrup on them, mm. because like, I just couldn't. But me and him both chugged 64 straight ounces oh, of maple syrup. No. And I, I'll be honest with you. At that, at that time, I was really thin. I'm not like I was. I'm not like I am now. I probably weighed about 170 pounds. Uh, I think that's the closest to death I've ever been is after chugging that. I really do think I almost gave myself like some type of diabetic like... Just like clogging every every artery inside <laughs> like, you. Like, like so I, I'm almost like that. I I had some like terrible adverse reaction to that sugar, and I don't remember. Didn't have a drop of alcohol. Mm. Um, was at the time I was playing in a Christian band. Believe it or not, that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, and we were playing at a church, mm. so like there was no alcohol yeah, yeah, involved. Yeah. I don't remember anything after my lips left the bottle of maple syrup. I remember feeling like shit, but I don't remember anything about that night outside of that. And I haven't for, for years. I feel like I would have gotten so sick. It was bad. Like like vomit, just like uh, curled I mean, up. You know, that's probably pain, a solid, that like, really probably was a solid like you know, six thousand calories of maple syrup <laughs> like straight to the gullet that I drank in forty five seconds. That's a lot of fucking maple syrup. I don't know that I could chug maple syrup. The texture was was awful. Yeah. And it's cheap too, because there's uh, we were in Rimlap, Alabama. It's a little country town, much smaller than Coleman, mm -hmm. playing at a church, and uh, 
the only thing in sight to find this maple syrup was a Dollar General, of course, because yeah, there's a Dollar good. General every half mile if you live in the country. Yeah. Um, so I think it was like Aunt Jemima's or like Mrs. Butterworth or something mm, like that. Like, yeah, that thick stuff. Yeah, it wasn't like real maple syrup. It was like, <laughs> you know. Corn syrup. Cor <laughs> yeah, corn syrup and uh, and maple flavoring. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, you know, basically I chugged a bunch of Cairo. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, 10 out of 10 would not recommend. That's a bad fucking time, dog. Yeah, I believe it. Time. I wouldn't do it. I've, I've I've never really done anything crazy in my life, but if someone... The craziest thing, like, close to that was a pancake eating contest, and I was, like, halfway in there, I was like, fuck this. My stomach hurts. I'm not going to get sick over this. Like... Me that was probably the most know, maple syrup I've ever Me and Justin had. have never explicitly had an eating contest, but I feel like when me and him were training together and eating together pretty often, I feel like there was a couple of times where it was unspoken and we were just like... <laughs> just eating and like... Mm. Dude, I swear to God, me and him have sat and ate like, you know, we've had like $200 bills of worth of sushi by ourselves, oh. not including our spouse's bill. So like, right. I've probably ate six, seven rolls in the sitting before with him. That's a lot of money in sushi. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, that's a lot of money. I don't, I don't know sushi money. that well. I don't eat sushi oh my God. personally. But. God, I love it. But, yeah, that, that guy can put some food down. Hey, how about this? This is another tangent. <laughs> but it's kind of that going to be that kind of episode, right? <laughs> the boy puts sugar and scrambled eggs in his white rice. I think he, I think he, can he, do puts, I think he puts butter, too. I feel like you could do one or the other, but both is, like, weird. Like, I can see you doing eggs and rice. I mean, I, I want to know if there's a trick to it, because that's literally the strongest human pound pound I know. Like, <laughs> do I need to be eating white sugar and, and white rice? Like, somebody tell me. Like, is that the key to all of this? Like, I mean, that's a lot of carbs, I guess. They're all fast carbs, though. Yeah. I know they're not going to sit around very long, so. Scrambled eggs, sugar, and white rice. That sounds like a bad time. It does. Boy, eats it, though. <laughs> He likes what he likes. It is what it is. Got, I mean, whatever floats your boat. That's all I got to say. I'm, I'm picky picky about certain things. So There's a lot people... of food that floats my boat, dog. My boat is floated. <laughs> <laughs> it's food. <clears throat> yeah, we don't, we don't dry dock shit around here, man. We're like straight <laughs> up. We get in the water all the time. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was some pretty good tangents. I think we covered, covered our small talk. Yeah, we did. What about PR songs? <laughs> PR songs. So I've got a couple. Um, first one is uh, "Ill Conceived" by Organectomy. I was listening. Organectomy's cool. They are badass. I was listening to them. This song specifically, I was on shuffle, so I was just listening to whatever was coming on. I'd skip if I didn't wasn't vibing with it. But this came on. I think it was this week in the gym, and I was just like, man, this is killer just like and i was, it was my deload week so i wasn't really doing anything crazy but i was just like jamming to it the whole time and it was it was solid oh yeah i, I could be about it i like working next to me a whole lot yeah uh, my first one's a rap song i think this is the second rap song i've done in a couple of weeks that's okay um but it's off of killer mike's new ep um and uh it's the name of it's uh don't let the devil it's fucking awesome you should listen to it um I'm not super I'm a super big fan of Killer Mike. I like a lot of his shit. I, hell, I got a Killer Mike tattoo. Um, but uh, it's really fucking good. Not sure if you'd be into it or not. But uh, Killer Mike, whether he means to or not, typically it's a darker vibe than mm. a lot of rap, and I kind of like that. Yeah. He also, he's he's very serious man and takes his job, you know, seriously too. He's very fucking good at it. Mm. Um, 
but it's good. It's a good, uh, good EP, but that song in particular, Don't Let the Devil, um, fucking awesome. So Sounds that's cool. it. I'll give it a shot. I got one more, and it is Death and Rebirth by Dead to Fall. And that's like kind of my childhood. Like, The Phoenix Throne came out when I was like just getting into metal. And uh, that, that whole album I actually really enjoy. But uh, that there's something about that song. The way he, the way he wrote lyrics, and I forget his name, um, he would either be like super like off the wall and goofy and like, like the whole fourth album, I can't remember what it's called. It's like, are you serious or something? Um, it's like super off the wall, random, trying to be goofy and stuff. But most of the albums prior to that were really, really interestingly written. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I like that song specifically. Hell yeah. So uh, I'm taking it back to my childhood and I'm older than you. So this is, this is going to date me a little bit. But uh, That was when I got into metal, not my yeah, childhood. That's fair. It was like teenager. This is definitely uh, childhood though. For me, I guess I probably would have been four or five years old when this song came out. And I remember my dad specifically listening to this band a lot. Um, but uh, it's Them Bones by Alice in Chains. Mm. It's off the album uh, Dirt. Probably the greatest grunge album of the era, in my opinion. Uh, some Soundgarden fans that disagree. But Alice in Chains is much more listenable across yeah. the board than Soundgarden. I like Soundgarden too. but They're fine, but it's not. they're not Alice in Chains. No, Alice like... in Chains is fucking better. I mean... <laughs> That's all there is to it. <laughs> Alice in Chains fans are better. Like everything about Alice in Chains is fucking better. Um, but yeah, Them Bones by Alice in Chains. Um, I almost said Wood, only because I'm rewatching uh, all the Marvel Netflix stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all on Disney now. But yeah. uh, but uh, Wood pumps me up now. It never pumped me up before, but it pumps me up now because it was on the, uh, the trailer for the second season of The Punisher. Mm. Um, the first season of The Punisher was a song that's already on the PR playlist was One. Yeah. Um, and it's by Metallica. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. But uh, Them Bones by Alice in Chains, that, that opening fucking riff, the chromatic thing, um, really fucking simple, but it's just mean as fuck. Mm. I think, man, they're, they're hard to fucking outdo. When Alice in Chains is heavy, they're fucking heavy. They are heavy, they're honestly. before their time in a lot of ways, man. Yeah. Like, really fucking heavy. But, yeah, Them Bones by Alice in Chains. Yep. So, I guess that leaves the last thing, Jim, this week. My, I'll go ahead and start just because mine was super simple. Okay. I'd, Deloaded, so I did not do much at all. That's <laughs> It was it was a very easy week. That's all I got to say That's what it's supposed to be, baby. That's yep. it. That's the way it's supposed to be. Um, mine is still pretty easy. Um, I restarted all my barbell stuff. I am uh, about to start squatting about 200 pounds again, which is, you know, obviously still sub 50% for me. Yep. Um, just trying to get back in the groove with it, correct some... Technical things while I'm not being able, to, well, I'm not really able to lift heavy um, on squat and on bench press. I, I'm bad about cuffing, so if y'all don't know what cuffing is, it's when you bench press with your wrist bent. Yep. So what I'm trying to do now while bench press is light for me, there's no, I don't have no injury in keeping me from benching heavy, but I'm trying to rectify that and press with a straight locked wrist. Mm -hmm. um, Immediately, it's hard to it's hard to tell without the weight being heavy, but immediately on the lighter weight, and this is all weight. The way that I'm benching now, I could do for 70 reps in a single set, probably. So, like, I think tomorrow's bench press is, like, 160. So, right. like, nothing. So, I'm literally rebuilding this thing. Like, I'm doing it for technical purposes. But, so, it's hard to tell, but I feel like my feelings on it is that I have more power pressing with a vertical wrist than I do cuffed. That makes sense, though, um, right? Because when, it, you have, when you're cuffed... It's over your front delt. As opposed <laughs> right. to over your chest. Yeah, and obviously, your chest is prime mover, right? Mm -hmm. So... 
Um, so being able to activate more. Fixing the cuffing. I'm back deadlifting again. Um, ironically, I was having a lot of lower back pain. I go back to deadlifting and all my lower back pain's gone. So I don't know what that says, but. <clears throat> it doesn't says that deadlifts are bad for your lower back. It doesn't say that. That's for sure. Uh, evidently, that was the fix <laughs> I needed. Um, you know, I've always said, and I've heard doctors say this, but a strong back is a healthy back. So yeah. deadlift people, deadlift with good form, deadlift often. Good form, so, please. Don't yeah. be one of those people that I used to be. <laughs> I mean, shit. I mean, I'm built like Quasimodo. My deadlift's only going to look so good. You know what I mean? It's always kind of going to look shit like shit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, deadlift a good form to the best of your ability. And, uh, man, it really does. I don't know. It feels like it set me straight for yeah, some reason. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I don't know why, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. So, it's a good thing. Um, outside of that, it's you know, mostly bodybuilding stuff. Um, in and out of several gyms. Planet, my own gym. Hartzell Fitness. Um, trying to get a, you know, trying to stay on top of it. The good thing about Planet is they have back attack machines like for your lower back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I really like those. It's a really way more comfortable than a reverse hopper. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're seated and it's just got the roller on your it sits on your back and it folds you forward. And then and all you, you gotta do is back. just extend back. Yeah, I mean, strongman that using that's a big honestly. accessory accessory movement in strongman. Um, yeah, so it is what it is. But uh, but I, I really like that. Uh, I don't like Planet. That's uh, <laughs> I told a friend of mine the other day. Um, Trent, we were talking about it. Um, Planet Fitness feels like Walmart, where I'm more like Whole Foods. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the people in Planet Fitness and working out and stuff like that. Like seventy-five percent of them are there to be seen, mm -hmm. and the other, you know, twenty-five percent are kind of plain white trash. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I mean, it is what it is. Like, I mean, you know, it's so uncommon for me to see dudes in gloves now in a gym. And you, walk in, and you walk in the planet and like every dude's got gloves on. Dudes would be gripping the treadmill like the heart rate monitor with gloves on. I'm like, fuck, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know how that thing that's, works? That's not how that works. <laughs> they fucking wear gloves for everything in there, dude. Like the dumbbells only go to 75 pounds. Like that's not going to hurt your hands, bro. Like, I calm mean, down. it might. If they it's got like some pissy hands. Yeah, that's what like, saying. Like, damn. I, I, know, I know it can be done. And I, obviously I'm a smart personal trainer and I can, I can figure it out. But. It would be uh, creatively challenging to make somebody strong that goes to Planet Fitness regularly. <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of goblet squats. Are you doing that much? Yeah, because they don't have barbell. They they have Smith a machine. Machines, yeah. yeah, Smith machines only. Um, be doing a lot of calisthenics and a lot of a uh, lot of dumbbell work. Yeah, yeah. So clients, beware if you're uh, <laughs> if you're at Planet. Um, you're not going to get strong. Well, I'm not saying you're not going to get strong. You're but we're less to, likely to get strong. Yeah, and you're. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get a heavy eye roll for me before I program anything and send it over. But, yeah. uh, I mean, you could absolutely do it, but not without some concessions. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Barbell is king. So. Barbell is king. It is. Go somewhere that doesn't have a barbell. You kind of losing out on a lot. I don't know. Even, even when you know, I, it's crazy because even when I first started going to the gym, I knew that you needed to work on a barbell and I knew nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, mean, I was just like, you're supposed to bench press. Like I knew you were supposed to bench press, squat and deadlift. Yeah. I didn't know how you were supposed to do them or how to do programming or anything like that, but I knew you were supposed to yeah. do all those movements. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you could definitely make somebody strong in there, but it would take, uh, it would take some creative thing. Mm -hmm. I think that what made me realize is 
how much how versatile a barbell is and how much variety you actually get out of a barbell. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff you I can mean, do. I mean, you can even use it in unconventional ways. I mean, I've used it for, you've probably seen people hang a kettlebell and a band from it for grip, grip strength training. Mm -hmm. um, uh, put it in a landmine for rows, for shoulder presses and stuff like that. So even just like an empty barbell is a pretty fucking good tool. Yeah. Right? It really is. There's so many things that you can do on one. I was doing front raises with the barbells the other day. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like doing like preloaded barbell, barbells? Or no, just, the, just like a, a straight yeah. bar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense though. I mean. It tore my shoulders up. I believe it. Yeah. Like, I was surprised at how difficult, which I mean, I always try to do an extended range of motion on all of my stuff. So like getting up like above my head, just above Hale and Hitler. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I, I use the barbell for so much and I, you get so much variety from it that it would just be creatively stop you know just stifling to yeah to have to program without it uh and i do plenty of all season bodybuilding stuff that's not barbell centric but but do you just get so much out of a barbell that it's kind of yeah we're going to use it for something you yeah. know what i mean like always so just is what it is i don't know that i could get my legs the size i wanted or keep size in my legs with goblet squats up to 75 pounds to be honest with you i mean that's you like, have to do so many reps I don't know. I don't think you. Could, I don't think you could actually. Grow I don't know if you could do it efficiently. Yeah, uh, you'd be doing sets of like a hundred or something. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know if I'm doing a hundred with a seventy-five pound dumbbell because it being front loaded, it's gonna get, it's gonna get in your lower back eventually. But I'm thinking, you know, sets of twenty-five, probably realistically. That, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing, though. Like you, you think about seventy pounds on a barbell front squat. That's what a 15, 15 pounds on each side. Yeah. You can do that for a lot with, with, I mean, I know it's different with a dumbbell. We talked about yeah. that last week, but you think, you just think about the total weight. You can do that for a lot. Yeah. Good. So, I think it'd be hard to, if it, if it legs would be the hardest thing to, to really get fit. And grow. I, it would probably make all of your other factors other than your legs, the limiting factor. And that's get, why you couldn't grow your legs. We'd have to get real fucking good at dumbbell lunges and a real fucking good at yeah. single leg press probably. Yeah. Those two things would be meeting, you know, meat and potatoes in that gym, more than likely. Probably single leg press and lunges. You know, I guess if you could do some box jumps, that might. Yeah, I mean that helps top two X muscle fiber. I mean that's you know it could could help, but I don't. I still don't know if it's ideal overall for growth. For growth, probably not. It's probably more for power, and if you're just trying to get your legs bigger, you don't really need a whole lot of power in your legs. Yeah, I mean that's be hard to do. But anyway, that's the gym in the nutshell. <laughs> we kind of been on tangents all We have. We've talked 30 minutes. We've <laughs> gotten nowhere. <laughs> well, not nowhere, but... No, we haven't gotten nowhere, but... But that's, that's going to make our subject a little, mm. little shorter, but may, maybe, maybe not. So today we're going to talk about everyone's favorite topic, which is performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. Do them into the podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think okay. there might okay. be a little more to it than that. Obviously, there will be a disclaimer in the, the notes, but we are not doctors. We are not giving you medical advice. You should seek out a doctor for medical advice regarding any sort of, any anything of this sort. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I will say, too, to preface all this, uh, especially if these things are abused and you're not keeping a watchful eye over the things that we'll probably discuss in this episode, these things are abused. They are dangerous. Yeah. Like you, you can kill yourself fucking dead doing these things. Um, it might be a slow death, but uh, it can absolutely fucking kill you. So um, I forget his name. Bodybuilder was twenty seven years old. 
I think. Fucking everybody fucking loved the guy. Okay, Dallas McCarver. Yeah, Dallas yeah. McCarver. He, I was actually listening to um, um, what's his name? It's, I just talked to you about him over Instagram. He was on the Mark Bell podcast. Pete Rubish. Pete Rubish. Yeah. Pete Rubish. He was talking about. Apparently, they were kind of like that. I think they were kind of like friends slash rivals because they were like deadlifting the same weight around the same time and stuff yeah. like that. Um, he spoke really highly of him, and it's just really sad that he he died of a heart attack because he just yeah juiced too much. Like yeah, but he can't fucking do it. I mean, it, enlarged heart is the first thing. Uh, I can tell you my 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 rest and heart rate on trend versus off of trend is about a twenty beat per minute difference. Yeah, and I have a heart high heart rate anyway, so I'm seeing you know off trend my rest and heart rate is probably eighty five to ninety. On trend my rest and heart rate is one ten one fifteen. Yeah, so like probably even higher than what I just said. Probably you know twenty five thirty beats per minute higher. Um, blood pressure is higher so much so that I have to give blood you know once every six weeks or so when I'm on yeah. trend. Um, Stuff like that. So the point of all this being is it can, while it's a huge benefit, it can absolutely fucking be yeah. dangerous. And I'll say this to another disclaimer. Um, and we know this from our own, from our own fucking experience. Um, doesn't science doesn't have to tell me this because I know it to be true. My CPAP helped me more than any drugs ever have. So like, sleep and food are the two most anabolic th things on the planet. Yeah. If you're not sleeping well and you're not eating well. Um, I wouldn't expect you're going to get some gains from steroid use, but I wouldn't expect those things to be optimal optimized uh, if you're not sleeping right and eating right first. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I actually saved a post on Instagram. I'm going to pull it up real quick. It was from, um, oh, what's his name? I'm going to find it as soon as I see it. John Jewett. So John Jewett's a professional bodybuilder, absolutely jacked. Anabolic like, genius, by the way. Yeah, he, he is extremely smart. Um, and he made a post about um, increasing performance-enhancing drugs. So this is like if you've already started, obviously. Um, but his he had like a guide. So I'm just going to read off this guide real quick because I thought it was really interesting. Um, step one was, do you have all the following adequate sleep, adequate sleep, lowered stress, nutrition is consistent and optimal and training with adequate volume and effort. And if you said, um, if you haven't fixed those first, then move on to the next step. Step two is, are you in a calorie surplus and seeing body weight increase? Again, no, fix this first. Yes. Move on to the next step. Are you in a calorie surplus and seeing body weight increase and not seeing training performance increase across lifts? So if you're not hitting more reps, more sets, more weight, probably need to look into that first. Uh, next step would be, do you do your health metrics align with allowing for a PED increase? So if you get your blood work done, and if you're not getting your blood work done while you're on, get your blood work done. Um, so if every all your markers look good, um, nothing scary, nothing that's going to make you concerned with having a heart attack. Maybe you can consider it. Um, step five, uh, lifts aren't, pro are not progressing. Weight gain is more body fat biased. All other variables are hundred percent and health metrics are positive. Then you can increase your PEDs. And I think the big key to that is that he basically went over the fundamentals first. So he's like, make sure your food and sleep are good. Those, those are the, right. the key things there. Make sure your training's good. 
make sure that i mean if you're gaining weight and like in a positive way you probably are good don't worry about it if you stall okay are you are your lifts stalling because we know that not necessarily there, there there's there's a correlation but not necessarily getting bigger isn't always getting stronger and getting stronger isn't always getting bigger so you yeah. can make progress and stay the same size yeah um and i just thought it was really interesting the way he put it and he also didn't say how much to increase because obviously that's on a personal basis and probably something you should be speaking with a professional of some sort whether um, somebody like john or your doctor or yeah. something like that yeah um but i i just i just really thought that that was interesting i really enjoy the fact that he's willing to like put out this information for people because not a lot of people talk about steroids a lot of people are scared it's the boogeyman yeah it doesn't get talked about enough so we've talked about that a lot before mm -hmm. like uh the scariest thing about steroids is the fact that nobody's wanting to talk about them yeah because i do believe that to some extent there's a fountain of youth and if they're used responsibly they're uh, nothing but positives come yep. from it. Uh, assuming everything is like he's talking about, everything yep. else is correct first. Uh, man, that blood work, I mean, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm starting with UC Wellness. Uh, they've done my blood work. I'll start with them on the 16th. I'll have everything read, and they're going to put me on basically TRT, but it'll be doses and all the ancillary medication I need according to my goals, right? Mm -hmm. So so they're basically um, going to have you set for optimization yeah absolutely and it will be just strictly to optimize my test with just test c or test e mm -hmm. um, probably depending on my need i'd imagine that's probably gonna be assessed yeah and even you know i have, I have a friend that's gone even so much that they found out his progesterone of all things was low he's on a progesterone pill hmm. so like they do hormones of all kinds they help with like hair regrowth and shit like that so uh, if you've used, you know, trend too much, like I have, like I always had a full set of hair until I started using trend going bald now, mm -hmm. this is what it is. Um, but they even help with stuff like that. So, I mean, a doctor is really, really powerful when it comes yeah. to all this shit. Um, I'm going to reiterate the same thing John Jewett did. Um, and that's that there's nothing more powerful than the sleep and the food. Yeah. Like, that's, that should be your um, number one priority before even considering anything else yeah absolutely. like if you haven't started a cycle and you're thinking about it you need to get your fundamentals down first like i've i've had people come to me been in the gym off and on for years or whatever and they're like i think i'm gonna get on a cycle and i'm like how consistently are you training well, i'm in here every once in a while like so you don't have a plan no and why do you want to get on steroids that doesn't well, make any sense the best the best thing you can do for yourself is eating train yeah, right now. yeah first absolutely. first and foremost get your training set get your food set get your sleep set yeah that's i mean well nobody wants to do <laughs> nobody wants to do food and sleep everybody wants to sit up all night playing video games they want to fucking eat mcdonald's and fucking get drunk with their buddies mm -hmm. um, <laughs> they want to do a million other things first they want everybody wants all the results and none of the actual fucking work yeah. and that's always the situation and that's another awful thing about steroids not getting talked about enough is these things don't do they're going to do much for you at all physically if you're not allowing them to work for you like you have to do the work for them to do the work right like they can help with muscle retention and stuff if you're not working out and mm -hmm. stuff like that you can see sexual benefits mm -hmm. if you're not working out from it but by and large you're just fucking pissing it away guess what guess what's affected by food and sleep as well though sex drive 
your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. All your health markers. All your health markers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everything that steroids are going to do for you, sleep and food will do first. Right. And probably do better, even mm-hmm. even if you're using a lot, like yeah. sleep and food. Well, I mean, these professional bodybuilders don't look like that just because they're pumped full of fucking gear. They look like that because, they you know, hard. They, eat, they eat all their vegetables. They eat fucking chicken and chicken rice. And rice. Uh, don't have a lot of fat in their diet. They train harder than they eat. Mm. And, uh, you know. And on top of on that. On top of that, they're using steroids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But, like, I always like to reference somebody like uh, Jared Feather, who won mm. everything there was to win in natural bodybuilding before he ever put a pin in his ass. Yep. That guy knows more about discipline, sleep, food, everything else than anybody could before he ever took that step and look at him now i mean he's, he's like, massive i don't know how he's not winning everything now he he's he's just his physique is it's he's freakish like it's it's i feel like i don't think he gets enough clout because he's a lot of lot of body body weight i mean that may be uh, it but i mean how how heavy is chris bumps at? i mean he's what, like 220 240 right stage? Like, but but like I mean, he gets all this attention. Like, he's bodybuilding God, but, I mean... I think Jared Feather looks better. Honestly? His back-to-waist his back to waist ratio, his, his waist is fucking tiny, and he is yoked. Yeah, he's got a huge But, I mean, it's not back. the same, you know, Chris Bumstead's in classic. So, right. Uh, Chris Bumstead looks like that old, like, Arnold or Lou Ferrigno yeah. body top. I mean, he, look, he looks like what classic's supposed to look like mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> Jared Feather, though, looks like... He looks like, you know, a miniature like Nick Walker or something. Like, you know, he's like fucking, he's fucking big. Man. He is. He's big, big. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he's not winning everything. Because, I mean, that, that kid looks good. Like, I don't know if, is he is he competing right now? I'm not sure, to be honest. I know he was competing a lot, like, a year or two ago. Or he was, he was getting ready to compete. But I haven't heard anything about him competing here recently, so maybe he just. You know, he's a fitness professional, first of all, like Doctor Mike. Doctor Mike's fucking Jack and get going. Mm-hmm. You know, he could walk on stage six weeks from now and yeah, and probably win. But I mean, these guys are doctors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're important people away from the bodybuilding stage. So yeah. it's just what it is. Maybe more <laughs> important to them right now. Yeah, you know, and that uh, you know, I think that I think definitely bodybuilders use more than oh, we do as sure. powerlifters. It's funny how it affects your strength, but I remember, and I honestly think, I think he was being honest about it because um, he has no reason not to be, right? Like, if you're going to admit your own gear, you might as well tell you by exactly what you're on. Mm-hmm. I think about Larry Wills held held uh, all-time world records at 220, 242, 275, and 308 at the same time mm-hmm. at one point. At four different weight classes, he held. And he went on uh, my old coach's podcast um, that uh, – Brandon did with uh, Andy Wong mm-hmm. of Juggernaut or whatever. Um, he went on their podcast and said he was he's just doing seven fifty a week of seven hundred fifty milligrams a week of test. That's you know what I mean? I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it's kind of hard to believe, right? I remember. Yeah, I mean it is to some extent, but like. But he's also we'll, genetically we'll, gifted. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that here in a second too, though. And he's talked about how much stuff he's done before in the past. And then, like, Brandon, I remember Brandon specifically said, hey, man, don't do fucking trend. It's not reliable weight gain for, mm-hmm. a, for, a, for a power lifter. Like, you're going to lose a lot of weight and a lot of strength coming off of it. Test is more reliable. If you're going to do anything, just do more tests. And, you know, I remember specifically, you know, he did 750 to 1,000 a week is what he said he did. And then started an oral, like, four to six weeks out. Yeah. That's the only thing he fucking did. Like, so we're talking about people that are on less than strongest people in the world on – 
less than a fucking gram a week. Right. And I know there's there's definitely we have our own experiences with it. There's definitely a case, especially if you're in strong man, for like human growth hormone. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have to add a lot of size to your frame or add to your frame in general, yeah. uh, human growth hormone can be really, really, really beneficial. And it also drops body fat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only drug I've ever done where I gained 10 pounds and lost, you know, like five or 6% body fat in the process. Yeah. But, uh, I'll be honest with you. And I think I learned this this last time. Uh, I didn't do trend until the very, very end. And it was just cause it was available for, to me. But I mean, I got stronger than ever just on, just on testosterone yeah. this last time. Like, yeah, so and it was on more than I've probably ever ran, and I run very modest doses. Um, most of the time, heavy for me is seven fifty. Yeah, uh, lot for me is like I mean I, I really have ran between like let's see what's three quarters uh, a day. Twice. Uh, well, three quarters three times a week be one and a half. Be That's 250, 375. 375. Yeah. I mean, hell, most of the time I've been on 375 a week. Yeah. It's barely over a TRT dose. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all great strength improvement for it because it's fucking reliable. I prefer mm-hmm. test E to test C for those reasons, too. I mean, I feel like I'm more level and stable and I don't feel like I dip and dunk as much. But both of them I do three times a week at, you know, a half to three quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have done up to a full three times a week. Yeah. But, I mean, I've gotten the strongest off of just, just yeah. lower dosage. Lower doses, yeah. Yeah, and that, it's interesting because that's one of the things uh, I I know Joe, Joe Sullivan has been saying uh, here recently. is like, do less. Less is more. And we've, we've said that for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know Briani posted her, uh, which is another thing that doesn't get talked about near enough is women on steroids and their protocols but um she said she was taking one iu of growth hormone i think it was it was either five or eight milligrams of masteron um which is basically eight i think she said it was no the testosterone was hrt for her before she started this cycle and then she was taking um nectar which is i think i think it was choline and carnitine injectable choline and carnitine and injectable glutathione and that's what she was taking and those last three are not anabolic steroids they're all peptides they're all peptides they're all legal not not i don't believe they're banned in any uh any federations of bodybuilding or powerlifting or anything like that they might be, but I'm just not aware of it. Um, but apparently those those are pretty good for recovery. Um, expensive because they're peptides and all peptides are expensive for whatever reason. Uh, depending on your dosage, I guess. But, they're expensive because they work and they can be expensive. Yeah. No other reason. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. but, but they, they do work. Um, but I just found it very interesting because she, she was like she'd been on, a, you know, she'd Take, I believe she said she'd taken Anavar before, like a bunch of, not a bunch of testosterone, but she has taken testosterone before. I know she takes it now for HRT purposes because she did take, I believe she said she took a cycle before which caused her testosterone to crash. Um, so now she has to have some amount to replace what she can't make anymore. I'll tell you what people don't fucking think about when they start this. This is a little bit fucking miserable to pin three or four times a week. Yeah. And then if you're on something that's a really short S or like trend A, when it needs really to be a daily pen or every mm-hmm. other day pen, um, 
It's fucking miserable. Yeah. It's it's miserable. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sucks to have to do that all the time. Um, Needles aren't fun. No, they're not. Needles I mean, have never been fun uh, for anyone ever. Fucking, uh, I have no fear of them. I almost no. fucking kind of like it. And it's fucking miserable to me. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm covered in tattoos, man. Like, yep. I'm one of those guys that can watch, watch them take blood and don't have a problem with it, you know. And I'm telling you, it's even for somebody that's not scared of needles, it fucking sucks. Yeah. I can't imagine three someone times a week. scared of needles yeah, trying to try to have this. a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty common fear, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, well, I've definitely figured out less is more. And also, this shit will fucking make you go crazy if you're taking too much. Mm-hmm. Masteron specifically is something, anything uh, um, DHT derived. Masteron, Winstraw, shit like that in mm-hmm. that family makes me batshit fucking crazy, especially in heavy doses. I've done yeah. it. I ran a cycle of um, of uh, Masty, Trini, and uh, Testy one time, and it was a milliliter and a half pen mm-hmm. three times a week. And um, went fucking nuts. Yeah. Right? You know? Wasn't sleeping, having a lot of night sweat, shit like that. Um, none of my ancillaries were working or keeping me from having those feelings or anything like that like they were you, supposed to. Did you feel like everybody was talking behind your back? Did you feel like everyone was kind of like out to get you? It was fucking like extreme paranoia, uh, extreme anxiety. Um, I remember the month before I quit, I went like a month on 45 minutes to about an hour and a half of sleep every night. Yeah. Um just fucking miserable awful but then again you know you think about it and look i mean master i can't remember what master on is is a one one 100 milligram a shot i'm not sure so i was taking but anyway i was taking 375 a test i was taking you know 150 to 200 milligrams of trend 150 to 200 milligrams of master on mm-hmm. and felt completely and totally like fucking shit man mm-hmm. it was miserable so that that just goes to show you that steroids aren't necessarily going to make you feel better either. No, I mean that's and there there again, man. Like I got marginally stronger on it, but I didn't get a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, by the end of it, my sleep was so tanked. You know, and in the middle it, of it, I pressed like three. It, well, I wasn't real strong back then. In the middle of it, I pressed like three seventy. By the time uh, you know, went a month without sleep, I was pressing like three twenty five. Yeah. Like it took a hit. Like uh, overall, like there was a point where I had gotten stronger, and then by the time it was over with, I was mostly because of lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weak as shit. By the time I got got it over with, um, it was not ideal. Yeah. Period. That being said, too, Masteron is a muscle hardening agent. Mm. It's it is a PED, and you you can see some strength gains and some hypertrophic gains from from using Masteron, but not so much as you would with like. Uh, 19 nors or or testosterone mm-hmm. like there's very there is no reason for us as strength athletes if i was a bodybuilder it'd be fine but as strength athletes there's no reason for us to be on a dht derived drug right there's no no place really for us for winstraw or or uh Mastron, in my opinion yeah it's not sorry like i mean i, I, mean, I guess it would argue with me about that but like if you if you just, like it was not necessary you know? if you like swapping between bodybuilding and powerlifting there may be a reason to, yeah, to keep absolutely. it in your toolbox but other than that and another thing too um I, you know a few months later i ran the same cycle without the master on mm-hmm. fucking fine well you think about fine. that that was like, was like 250 300 trend and 375 test yeah 
Yeah, I mean, but but compared to some other people, like I was just talking about him, Pete Rubish, he talked about his heaviest cycle was a gram and a half of test and a gram and a half of trend. And it, like how he survived is beyond a me. A gram and a half of trends, like he had to have been, pin- it had to be trend A and he had to be pinning every day. Like That's I just, a lot of I cannot imagine. And uh, he he talked about all the side effects he had, most, most notably acne, um, and then like just constantly fighting with his significant other, like always, he said he always felt like he was going to get in a fight. Like he was always ready to fight somebody all the time. Yeah. Um, and part of that's anxiety increase from fucking heart rate. And yeah. And stuff. And just, so like, it's just like, he's in a constant state of just like, fight or flight, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, he's, he also took like, I think he said he, he took pre-workout and, like drinks a monster and like all this stuff before he lifted so he's just like just this violent force of drugs and caffeine and i'm like bro he's lucky he's not dead for real. he really yeah. is he's actually completely off everything now um interesting enough he's he's kind of gone the mark bell with mark bell still runs testosterone um more semi trt a little over trt um but he Pete Rubish is completely off, but he's also in the running crowd now. So he's like more about being lean and stuff. He's down to like, I think he's down to 200 pounds. Like he, I think he was a, a 275 lifter. Two yeah, four, I feel it, like it's 242. It may have been 242. Yeah. It was, it was one or the other, but, um, man, you, and he just talked about, you know, when he, when he started coming off and this is something that everybody should listen to because it's pretty glaring here he went from at his best a 900 pound deadlift after about a year to a 600 pound deadlift his bench was close to 500 down to 315 his strength gains did not stay when he came off yeah that's the beautiful thing about the lesser things like your body produces its own testosterone Mm -hmm. um but i don't take as big of a strength hit coming off testosterone ever as i do coming off a trend or something like if i can Tanks my strength to come off of that. The shit, harder right? the drugs you're on, the, the, the further the, from grace you're gonna fall. Yeah, yeah when it's over, you might you yeah. might get a whole lot stronger, but when you come off, if you come off, and you should come off of a strong cycle, and I'll I'll kind of give my own opinions on that. But you, like if you're on a strong cycle, you need to at least scale it back to it. Like if you if you know you have to be on TRT, that's a different scenario. I understand because I'm not coming off testosterone because. If I'm off testosterone, then my whole everything crashes. I can't, I feel like I can't function like a normal human being anymore. Yeah. So I have to, like, my production is just so low that I have to be on at least a TRT cycle. Right. Um, but, like, if I'm on a prep cycle and I'm going hard in the sauce or whatever, I'm not doing that forever. I'm coming off of it. And I know I'm going to, I'm going to take yeah. a hit, but. I'm going to spend my 10 weeks on it and that's it. Yeah. Like that's you know I'm gonna do my vial two vials mm-hmm. of whatever things I'm on per compound obviously yeah. and that's all I'm fucking doing yeah like I don't just... I don't I don't fucking want to I'm I'm bummed about having to be on TRT because it sucks to pin every you know yeah. I pin once a week and it fucking right. sucks um, the whole thing's kind of a fucking hassle mm-hmm. um, I've made really really good gains in the off season completely off of it though yeah. and come back when I get on it works better. It, it makes me feel a little bit better mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, 
I don't know, man. I'm a big big fan of the less. I'm definitely in the less is more crowd. Yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely agree because they're, they're, the it it goes back to what we were just saying. The more you take, the more. Not only is it going to be worse when you come off if you, if you choose to come off, and if you don't choose to come off, and you're not seeing progress, well, your first thought is going to be, "Well, I need more." You can only take so much more before you kill yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Think about like Ben Pollock. What is what was uh, his heavy cycle was what uh, five to eight IU's of HGH mm-hmm. and uh, and a and a gram of test a week. I think so. Yeah. So I mean that's basically that's four shots of test a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that's a pretty good lick on on growth hormone just on expense. Yeah. But it's not the dosages you hear about people taking. Yeah. Like I, I make great gains on growth hormone with no side effects from it on two IU's a day. Yeah. Like and, great gains on two IUs a day. And the the interesting thing about growth hormone is that you don't really lose anything that you gain off growth hormone. Yeah, I mean it stays it stays with you. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm noticing that now because my ability to lose weight is a little bit harder. Not completely because of diet is because after I took growth hormone, I took growth hormone basically to permanently put myself in the two seventies. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time for a little while. My body weight as a powerlifter has mostly been in the 250s or 260s. I had a hard time maxing out my weight class. I took growth hormone. It put me into the 270s. I lost body fat percentage doing it. And then when I quit growth hormone, it was easier to push my weight up to 280, 290, mm-hmm. 300. Like a lot easier. Like it's been, nice. it's been easier since. Um, but it does. It makes you just a bigger part, fucking person yeah. in general. I felt physically taller when I was on it. Whether or not I was <laughs> or not doesn't doesn't matter. I definitely got a lot more broad. Mm-hmm. Um, waist got smaller, shit like that. It's pretty cool. Um, I would honestly say I, I, I could do it the rest of my life and only take t- test and growth hormone. I, th- I honestly think that is probably the most, like, and not to be about that crowd, but the most optimal thing you can do as far as, like, performance-enhancing drugs. Like, Well, I think especially if you're planning on doing it long-term mm-hmm. and you don't want to die young. Yeah. Now, like, if, you, if you're going to go pedal the metal... You don't care if you die at 50? 19 doors are pretty awesome. <laughs> trim, trim will make you fucking strong. Yeah. I mean, it will make you, it'll make you fucking strong. It is like fucking piss and vinegar, constant fight or flight like he's talking about. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, mentally, Trin's always been kind to me. I've, I've, I feel really good mentally on Trin. Physically I've, is the problem I don't yeah. like on Trin. I've never had any mental side effects from taking anything personally. Now, I've never been... Uh, into have anything you, super Have you messed heavy. around with a DH, DHT drug? It's pretty um, common for them to have, you know, maybe psychotic not. effects on Because um, the only uh, thing I've ever taken... MPP is Norse 19, isn't it? Is it? Is it not I'm, not, I'm not sure. I think I, I think that's a... I want to say it's a... It's in the same family as D-Ball. Okay. I don't know. No, it's the same family as DECA. Okay. That's Norse 19. Okay. The the yeah, thing about MPP is it has less of the sexual side effects that DECA has because if you haven't heard of DECA dick DECA before, did, yeah, it's uh. For the record, Trend didn't give me any sexual side effects other than uh, want to run your dick through a wall. <laughs> yeah, you want to run your dick through a wall, and it. Uh, I guess this is a benefit for some people, uh, but uh, delayed. Yeah. Climax. Yeah. Like. Which isn't necessarily a problem, but outside of that, you, you really it do can, want to run your dick through the wall. It can be a frustrate. It can be frustrating sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it can be frustrating, but um, yeah. So there there are a lot of things to think about before you ever even start any of this, because like like we just talked about, there's some 
you can get some really good benefits out of it. You can also screw your hormones up really bad. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think we've, I mean, we've done it very, very conservatively. We've mm -hmm. done that. We're talking about me and you are never coming off TRT. Mm -mm. I'm not sure, though, because of mental health benefits, I'm not sure that I ever want to come off TRT. That was the main reason why I ever even started was because I was, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, I was in such a bad place before I started. It was kind of like, I need something to put me in a better position mentally. And the only other thing I could have done at the time was go to therapy, I guess. And I, I'm not saying that people shouldn't go to therapy, but I personally just, it's not that I don't believe in it. I just, I can't picture myself going to therapy. Yeah. I, I, I'm very internal. I solve my own problems. Most of the time that works when I was in this state of depression, which is the worst depression I've ever been in in my life. I, I couldn't see very far into the future. Yeah. Like I, I, I just didn't, and I didn't want to, yeah. like, I just, every day was a question of, do I want to keep living? Yeah. And, uh, as soon as I started, almost as soon as I started taking, I noticed a difference and it was like, oh, you shouldn't see anything until like two or three weeks. Probably the end of the Esther. Like yeah, basically yeah. What we this is when you should really see some sort of like no noticeable change mentally. I just, I don't know. I felt so much different, so much better instantly. My confidence was better. Like yeah. I remember that first time I talked to you, oh, was that like 2019, maybe 2018 or somewhere around there. Maybe very little confidence in myself. Didn't didn't want to talk to anybody was not open um i'm still an introvert but like i'm a lot more open to talk to people like just random conversations with people like i feel like as a person it has just made me better like yeah, in, in I mean, every aspect it, but think about how much this stuff gets shit on people just don't consider the benefits of this stuff yeah. but man they, they only don't. see the negatives yeah and i mean there they are stories fucked with my baseball Fuck man, they pay a hundred fucking fifty two games a year, whatever the fuck it is. Mm. Baseball fucks with your baseball. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, it ain't that fucking big of a deal. Mm. It, it really ain't. I mean, it's mm. like, and you, they're so short sighted about um, about about all of it. Honestly, like their view of it is cheating. Mm -hmm. It's only cheating if it's against the rules of your sport. Yeah. It's not against the rules in our sport. No, it's not against the rules in bodybuilding unless you go seek out, you know, a yeah. natural show. Um, you know what else it's not cheating in? Life. Life, I yeah. don't understand, because there are Ugh. people who are prescribed this. Are you going to tell me that somebody's cheating because they are prescribed testosterone? Yeah, I mean, well, people, for, that's, that's what it's kind of getting to, is people forget that the, all these things, now some of these things we're talking about are veterinarian originally, mm -hmm. but all these things served a medical need before they were abused. Mm -hmm. It's no different than, what's funny is some of these people that fucking will talk shit about anabolics, are probably you know a minor surgery or two deep and addicted to pe prescription painkillers and they want to talk about that fucking cheating like fuck i want to walk around how all day why ain't you here cheating <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean like you're the one fucking cheating motherfucker like i'm living in the real world you're in fucking you know alice is in wonderland all the time like calm the fuck down like i'm not cheating you're just yeah. bypassing the real world all the time yeah. you're gonna take your fucking pain pill and just fucking Forget about all your fucking responsibilities every day. Fucking you want, you be want, a fucking shitty parent and fucking, you know, 
risk your job and everything else so you can fucking so your knee don't fucking hurt mm -hmm. motherfucker our knees hurt all the fucking time <laughs> my hip hurts all the time my hip yep. hurts sitting here my hands hurt sitting here mm -hmm. like what are we talking about us cheating? <laughs> Motherfucker, you're fucking cheating. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. Like, you're the one, you know, don't fucking tell me. If you're if you're fucking popping uh, lore tabs all the fucking time, uh, Percocets, fucking, I have anxiety. I understand if you're on a ben, uh, benzozidopan, you fucking, but if you're taking fucking, Zyn, uh, you know, Xanax, Clodopin all the time, you're fucking coasting through life, bud. <laughs> like, you are. Like, honest to God. You're the fucking cheater. Yeah. Like, been there, done that. Like, it's, it's fucking funny people's view of it. it but really because is. it came from their doctor. Mm hmm Oh, it's, it's okay that I take this every day. I have to because my back pain. Yeah. Maybe your back wouldn't hurt if you had fucking shoot some tests and do some Maybe if you trained a little bit. <laughs> maybe if you took care of yourself maybe in if any you, shape, form, maybe or fashion. Maybe if you got off the couch for more than like 10 minutes at a time, you might feel a little better. Maybe you if you might. went on a walk. Maybe if you went on a 15-minute walk every day, you'd feel better. I think you're fucking going to do that. No. They're not. They're going to sit at their desk and hunched over on the computer, typing away because they don't want to do any manual labor. Cause, and it's interesting to me that, like, all these trade jobs are so, like, nobody wants to do them. They're, They're the people such getting demand. paid. But, They're the people getting paid. Right. But everybody wants a desk job. So they can my, sit around and be My best friend has no fucking college education. He's, he is a smart man for the record. Mm -hmm. That's not a shot at his IQ. He's a fucking smart man. I'm, I'm in business with him for a reason. Has no college education is a hard worker owns his own trade business and makes as much money as my wife does who is well she's incredibly talented too in her own in her own right but she may make he makes as much money as she does and you know she's a four-year college grad an engineer and is like the sixth most important most important per person in her company mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like nationwide yeah. you know what i mean like there's nobody swinging a bigger figurative ding dong than my wife is <laughs> and my best friend who's a contractor makes as much money as she does yeah. like come on like, I mean, there, <laughs> there's something be, but that's not just that's just not like monetary reasons there's just something to be said for hard work and it's he doesn't work a bit more uh, more well you know manually he does but you know his, his job's not a bit more stressful than sandy's is that's mm -hmm. not i'm not taking shots at my wife my wife works very hard very hard worker um Sandy was suited and has the brain that is suited for uh, an academic slash creative job. And mm -hmm. as an engineer, she gets to be those things. Mm -hmm. Not all of us have that. And manual labor is a viable option for mm -hmm. most of us, let's yeah. be honest. And nobody fucking wants to do it. Nobody it's because wants everybody to do it. wants to sit down. Everybody it, wants to do the least amount of work. Quote unquote, least amount of work for the most yeah, amount of money. I'll be damned if somebody tells me I'm cheating because I'm on gear. Motherfucker, I will work out circles around you. Come work out with me. Yeah. Find the fuck out. Who's, <laughs> who's, who's fucking who's fucking cheating in right. the rain? Oh, well, like, they, just, they just blame it on the gear, though. Oh, well, like, the only reason why you can do this is because you're, you, you know, that's my favorite like, Motherfucker, excuse. my work ethic was this like this before the year. Like, but, I'm addicted to being here. If, yeah. if gear dries up tomorrow, I never find a plug for it again. Still I'm still going to be in this fucking gym. Yeah. And I'm still going to be out working your fucking ass. Period. Maybe I have to sleep a little bit longer. Maybe I have to eat a little bit more. Or better. Or better. Or clean it up a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Whatever I have to do. But, like, I'm still going to outwork your ass. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be stronger than you. And all that could be fixed if you were willing to do the same amount of work. Yep. But but they're not. They don't want to do the work. 
and it just like my favorite thing like like i said when they make that excuse of well if i was on gear well get on gear get on gear find get, the fuck on, out. get on gear fucking come on over here the problem is you're not going to leave your fucking bicep curls long enough to get under a fucking squat bar and find out if you're fucking strong or not. Yeah. I'm glad you can curl those fucking 60s, dude. Good fucking job. Like, you know, like, I don't I don't give a fuck. Nobody else gives a fuck either. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I'm still going to fucking drag your ass and it's all mm. there is to it. And what's funny, too, is these conversations are not had between me and you who are on here. Mm -hmm. We don't have these conversations. Talk to somebody else that's on it, you know. Uh, respected people that I've been around and stuff, you know, stuff like that. We ain't having these conversations about, oh, you're cheating or right. oh, you're, you're doing this. But you're taking more says, than me. Like, you're, <laughs> you're only stronger than me because you're taking more than I am. Like nobody's fucking nobody that's on it and actually doing work is having that conversation. Yeah. It's usually just, damn, you're doing a lot of work, man. Like that's it. Left to it. It could be. I mean, some people who are a little conceited may say oh well they're more genetically gifted than me and maybe they are and maybe there's some truth Dude, to there's that, not but like, a, a thing a person an excuse that can't be outdone by hard work yeah period if you're willing to fucking work on it my, uh, we've talked about before my biggest problem in the, in, the gym, in the gym and out of the gym is my unwillingness to work on my nutrition mm. well well if I, and you're you're really good at it if I want to be as good as you, guess what I'm going to have to do? <laughs> I'm aware of that. I don't have to have you tell me. We ain't got to argue about it. I don't have to sit here and make excuses for why you're better than me. I know that that's a big part of it. You know, you're being a little bit younger is actually a part of yeah. it. But like, I'm not doing some of the things that you're willing to do. Until I'm willing to do those things, I have no right to criticize you. <laughs> or say this is why you're better or anything like that. You know right, what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're not willing to do the work, don't... Don't complain. Don't, yeah, don't, don't fucking sit around and talk about what ifs. Yeah, but they can do it behind the keyboard. Yeah, those motherfuckers <laughs> are still going to be like, well, uh, I'm better at you in this and this and this, but I can't squat because uh, because I hurt this and <laughs> my sophomore year of high school playing, you know, third string defensive back <laughs> for a 3A football team. Like, no, you're just a fucking pussy. Yep. Period. I don't care. Great, you can leg press a thousand pounds to a fucking three inch range of motion. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't fucking care. You will never catch me with that many plates on a fucking leg press machine. I use... I have yet to figure out why anybody does... I, I get a perfectly good pump. I fucking squat more than I leg press. Like, yeah. I get a perfectly good pump out of two or three plates, a full range of motion, and, like, taking my time. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can, you can <clears throat> milk those so much, too. Like, the most I've ever done was, like, five or six plates. And that was when I was like really training leg press, and I was always bringing my knees to my chest. Like every time, there was no, I was, there, I was making no concessions when it came to depth. Yeah. Like the amount of work I was willing to put in, and there'd be people coming in there, and they'd be like, "Oh, oh you're leg pressing. Let me throw like three more, six more plates on there, and do like a quarter of the range of motion that you're doing." And I'm like, "Okay, you're getting a quarter of the hypertrophy that I'm getting." So I don't, I don't I don't fucking get it, dude. Like people are. It's an ego thing. It is. It's just I an mean, ego. And, and honestly, I think at the end of the day, what drives most people to doing gear is ego too. Yeah. Um, my best friend again. He was the person that taught me into getting on gear. It wasn't an ego thing with him. He knew that I was having mental health issues. He knows probably more than anybody does about stuff. I confide mm -hmm. a lot of personal things in him, and he was the first person to say, "Hey, man, like this, you know." When he was incarcerated, he didn't get it, and he managed to get really strong without it. And he'll tell you he was brutally strong without it, mm. and I believe he was. 
but he was like, you know, now that it's available to me, there's very few things that help me mentally and help help put piece my life back together like this does. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was fucking right, dude. Well, I mean, it was a fucking good decision, and it was. Uh, I would say that I enjoy the mental benefits and the everyday life benefits of using gear more than I do the gym benefits yeah, of using gear. Definitely, I have seen good gains without it. Yeah. I, hell, up until I found out that I had to be on TRT all the time. I would do my whole off season off of gear. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I would spend six to nine months out of the year off. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, man, I mean, there's just so many. There's so many benefits to it if you're going to use it responsibly. People just don't fucking get it. Uh, you're always going to get criticized by somebody that that knows less and works half as hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, we or all, it doesn't we, work at we, all. We talk about this all the time. The majority of negative criticisms always come from below they never come from above somebody better than you is never going to say oh you're only getting good because of xyz that's Um, only ever going to come from above i'm from below dude unless it's Derek. well he like he like busting busting people's balls but like uh but also he probably wouldn't say anything about you being on gear because he's on gear yeah i mean he he doesn't fucking care i mean i mean at the end of the day and he wouldn't do it seriously no, I like think, he's not just going to get in your comment section and just fucking grill you without uh, fucking knowing exactly what he's talking about. Or you know, every time he's been on somebody's ass, and I hate to say this because Juwan's a hometown hero, and I hope he does good. But every time he's been on somebody's ass in the comment section or something, it's been fucking warranted, or, va- or it's been not valid. warranted but valid. Yeah, he's an asshole for no reason sometimes. But yeah. it's been he's had valid points every time he's done it. I don't think he's going to come out of you after me and you because we took our 1,500-pound total to a 1,700-pound total. <laughs> right. I don't think he's going to say, hey, you're only getting good because you took <laughs> you know 200 more milligrams of this every month. He might say 1,500 pounds, 1,700 pounds. It doesn't matter. You're still a fucking bum. Yep. Like, that's probably, that's what, probably he what he would say. Yeah. I don't fucking care what you total. I totaled 2,200. You're yep. a fucking bum. Like, that's it. You know, that's probably what he would That's the <laughs> most you're going to get out of that guy. But he's not going to criticize the work you're doing, the gear you're on, the food you're eating, or anything like that. Yeah. Those comments only ever come from below. Yeah. And again, like those, <laughs> those I could be as strong as you if I were on gear people. Probably couldn't. Fucking do it. Pull up and fucking do it, bud. Yeah. It's not a fucking cheap habit either. Mm-mm. Good luck fucking... Have fun affording it. Yeah. I mean, the... For, you know, it's cheaper... I'll be honest with you, it's cheaper than over-the-counter supplements. Yeah. A lot of Truthfully. people don't know they can get a, you know, 20-milliliter vial from Purple Panda Labs for $25. I don't know if we should say that out loud. But. Oh, I did. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's that's cheaper than your fucking creatine. It's cheaper. It's cheaper than fucking protein powder. Yeah. It's cheaper than a lot of things. I mean, it is what it is, and it comes with a lot more mental health benefits. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're what? outsourcing your testosterone, also you gotta too, be careful. People but. that are gonna criticize us, and you know, I've I've quit using this thing that I'm about to bring up. Well, I've at least quit using it in extremes. Um, I still will use occasionally. People that are how many of these these fucking people that'll criticize us for using gear um, are fucking chalk full of fucking a scoop, scoop and a half, two scoops of fucking pre workout before they go? That's that's as hard on your liver as gear is. Mm. Thirty times worse on your heart. It doesn't do you any favors. It has you know it's di- it's basically got a shit ton of diuretics and it doesn't do anything for your hydration. 
You're going to spend half your fucking time on the fucking shitter before, by the time you take a bunch. And I know you still take some pre-workout, yeah. and that's fine. And I always shit before I work out. Yeah, always. Or in it's the middle. going to clean you out. You yeah. know what I mean? It is what it is. Like, but it's fine. You know the repercussions for taking that shit. I'm not I'm not criticizing you for taking it. But how many motherfuckers are going to criticize us for being on gear and then in the same fucking breath, like, dry scoop a couple of scoops of 400 milligram pre-workout. and Yeah. Like this isn't healthy. You're cheating. <laughs> fucking like, all right, you fucking meth head. Like, whatever you say. Like, hey, I'm gonna be the one that dies young. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Just keep fucking taking that shit, bud. Like, yeah, and and being an owner of a supplement store that says a lot because you're basically saying, hey, I mean, my bread and butter selling pre workout. Be careful about how much you take at a time. You know, that's yeah, that's well, the key. Well, let me tell you something. I can't sell you pre workout if you're dead from taking pre workout. <laughs> right. <laughs> Truthfully, probably like, doesn't look good for you know if the article comes out, local person dies from taking too much caffeine. Yeah, I mean I've I've heard stories of people people going to the emergency room mostly because of panic attacks and shit yeah. from from having too much pre. But I mean the the shit could kill you. I mean listen, like Red Bull kills people, and it's got like a hundred a hundred milligrams of caffeine. Mm-hmm. These pre workouts, like I probably only have two or three on my shelf that's less than four hundred milligrams. Mm-hmm. I have one on my shelf that's four hundred and fifty. And has three other stimulants in it as well as caffeine. Like everybody's looking for the next high, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you want to criticize me for being on gear, but like, you're killing yourself much fucking faster. I know those the same people that are fucking stem junkies and taking a scoop, scoop and a half, two scoops of pre workout before the workout have already had three or four monsters that day, mm-hmm. or three or four coffees. And pre workout. Pre-workout can be performance-enhancing in the moment. It's mm-hmm. not long-term effects. It can help you get through your workout. Um, you know, I, I honestly think beta alanine honestly helps me a little bit. It helps me a little bit with strength. Mm-hmm. It's probably placebo, but I like that burning, burning, inched feeling. If I take something today, most of the time it's a pump with some beta alanine in it. Mm-hmm. Pumps are good for your heart, by the way. I'm like caffeine because they're vasodilators instead of vasoconstrictors. That's why they're a pump. They make your right. veins bigger. But, um, you know, you get these fucking criticisms from people that are taking that kind of shit. And I'm like, nah. Right. It's like, that or it's some fucking were... fat fuck drinking Mountain Dew and eating Doritos. <laughs> Steroids are going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fucking Mountain Dew and Doritos, bud. Yep. Like, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I think, we, I think we covered pretty good bit. Uh, is there anything else you want to add as far as, like, pros, cons? I think, I think I honestly believe this, and this is not me talking out of my ass. If you're going to do them responsibly, if you're not doing a fucking gram a week right off the fucking cuff, if you're not fucking, I'd probably have some stronger opinions about orals. I don't, I don't know that if you're, if you're not a strength athlete, I don't know, I don't see a lot of benefit of taking an oral and, and putting yourself at risk. Uh, I will say, and this is, this is just quoting Dr. Mike. He, he recommended if you're going to get started to try an oral and he didn't say whether it's you know bodybuilding or powerlifting or strength sports in general he said try an oral first because it gets in and out of your system so fast and and there's probably there's less investment in terms of time Mm -hmm. not necessarily money but in terms of time like you ain't got a pen you ain't got Mm -hmm. to take out time of your day most of us in the gym are taking probably at the very least a multivitamin, if not a slew of other vitamins. Mm-hmm. Adding one pill to that's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, most yeah. of them's what, an eight-hour half-life? 
So they're out of your system, and that means they're out completely out of your system in 16. Yeah. So like, like you know, in a day or two's time, you're gonna feel normal yeah. again. Like that's probably wise advice. But I mean, they they come with they're a little harder on your heart. They're a lot harder on your liver. Yeah. There's like a lot of uh, side effects you deal with in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I would mess with one honestly if outside of peaking. Yeah. Um, Pers- I, and maybe we need a bodybuilder, a, a, a good bodybuilder to speak more on the benefits of an oral and bodybuilding, mm-hmm. but just sitting here thinking about it, I don't know if there's a lot of benefit. Uh, um, there, there may be some benefits to drying out. That's fair. Um, you'd, I couldn't tell you which specifically because I don't really take anything to dry myself out. So I couldn't tell you. Well, what. we wouldn't because we're strength athletes. Right. So. But um, as far as getting on stage, something something to dry out would probably be the only reason why I see a bodybuilder taking it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's a, I don't know that I can think of. You know, we're speaking mostly to powerlifters here too. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a lot of benefit for us taking an oral outside of outside of peaking. Yeah, and like I said, other than what you just mentioned, I'm not sure if there's a, any benefit at all to a bodybuilder taking mm-hmm. orals often. Uh, just is what it is. Maybe on a bulk, trying to get some weights up and stuff like that. Could be. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe certain compounds, like I said, if you're drying out. But um, I don't know. But uh, but I'll say, other than orals, if you're going to inject an oil, um, I think that it probably has more. I think there's more reward than risk. I'll be honest with you. If you're using it responsibly, I would I would say I would agree with that with testosterone specifically. Yeah, I don't so know that I would say anything about any other um, any other t- type of drug other than yeah, that's a, a good point. Growth yeah. hormone, you know, there yeah, will be benefits when it comes to tests and growth hormone. I, I see more more reward than yeah, probably more so with growth hormone. But yeah. I see more reward than risk if you're going to use it responsibly. I would say that growth hormone will probably give you more more like physical and health benefits, but it won't give you the same mental, mental benef- benefits as, as testosterone. Weight. Yeah. The so, testosterone's um, <clears throat> it's, it's clinically proven and there's doctors you can follow and listen to on YouTube and we, we don't have them ready to tell you who they are, but if you suffer from, I'm diagnosed with CPTSD, anxiety disorder and, and major depressive disorder. Um, if you suffer from those things, they are clinic. Uh, testosterone is clinically proven to be better at helping men with those issues than an SSRI, <laughs> and it comes along with a lot <laughs> less side effects. If you've never taken an S, I've been on sertraline, and the sexual side effects from sertraline are permanent. So, like, while they can be lessened after you come off, if you experience like ED and stuff on sertraline, like I did. The chances of you being on Cialis or Viagra the rest of your life because of that is extremely high. Mm. So, with an oil, with a with a with an exogenous hormone, if you experience those things, they're probably temporary, mm-hmm. and the vast majority of them are going to help you with that. Yeah. Like, and let me tell you something. What's a real big fucking bummer about being depressed and on an SSRI? is the last thing you want to do for your confidence is not be able to fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's like the last thing. So, like, you're already taking depression and life in general is already, giving, you know, punching you in the fucking nuts from that. Then all of a sudden you can't do something that's primal and necessary <laughs> to every human being. Um, and it's something we should enjoy in a healthy way. Uh, we have that taken, taken away from you. That's another level of mental health 
issues mm -hmm. that you have to deal with now. So, you know, I would say, you know, these things definitely test an HGH. Probably not necessarily getting those things, although Trend is very mentally kind to me. Um, far less invasive, destructive side effects than even an SSRI. And I think so, my uh, argument would be that the body naturally produces those already. They don't naturally produce an SSRI. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean. Yeah. Speak also, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get the benefits of just, you know, not just the mental benefits. I mean, it's still mental, I guess, but you get the benefits of feeling more confident. You're gonna you're gonna be stronger. You're probably gonna feel sexier. You're probably gonna feel more like having sex. Mm -hmm. um, we've already talked about. Some kind of crazy benefits of trend is, <laughs> is uh, del delayed climax, and depending on who you are in your in your sexual situation, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I realize that, but like, you know, in responsible doses, even stuff like that, if you're doing a liver support, you're not abusing it. Even that's relatively safe. Mm -hmm. You know, you do still have to worry about an enlarged heart. But I got news for you on that: athletes of all types, on and off drugs, suffer from enlarged hearts. Yeah. Your, your heart is a muscle and hypertrophy is just like the rest of your body does. So if your heart works hard and heart, heart uh, and works hard often, it's going to enlarge because it's getting hypertrophic work right. out of beating faster mm -hmm. more often and, and more regularly throughout the day. So like that side effect is nearly unavoidable on or off drugs if you're an mm -hmm. athlete. So it doesn't, doesn't really matter anyway. Um, like I said, if you're going to talk to your doctor, get all your blood work done, if everything's going to be monitored, all things being as they should and not abused, far greater reward than than risk, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I, I would agree also. And obviously, like you just said, everything has to be monitored. So you can't just be like jamming a gram and expecting to be okay. Yeah. Like you have to be aware of the symptoms. You have to be aware. Like you have to, you, sh you should research all the symptoms first and foremost before you do any sort any sort of cycle if you're going to do a cycle make sure you know what to look out for look for the signs if you see something happening first thing you should do is go see your doctor yeah explain what's going on um don't just brush it off be like it'll go away it won't go away it'll get worse yeah uh nine times out of ten i mean it might go away if, if you reel back your dose you yeah. know maybe um, if you've got your ancillaries or whatever, and you're, you know, I would say also, if you're going to be, especially if you're going to be doing a heavy cycle, make sure you have them available because well, that's another thing too, that doesn't get talked about enough is ancillaries, man. Like I didn't even know I was supposed to be taking anything until my third or fourth cycle. Mm -hmm. I mean, and honestly, because my first two or three cycles were all testosterone, uh, and because my testosterone is naturally so low, I probably didn't need yeah. an ancillary. But definitely need one when you're on trend, when you're on stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know about all these things, but a lot of people don't know you're supposed to be taking tamoxifen or aromacin or, you know, uh, right now I'm running test and clomid together. Mm -hmm. um, they don't know that you're supposed to be taking things to <laughs> redirect the side effects. Mm -hmm. A lot of people take, uh, you know, I mentioned these earlier on the SSRI discussion. A lot of people take... Viagra or Cialis, which is uh, sildenafil for Viagra or uh, Tadalafil if, if it's Cialis, those are really, really good. They were heart medicines first, or they were researched as heart medicines before they found out they gave you a rock-hard dick. <laughs> um, they were researched as heart medicines first. They're really, really good for your heart because they're vasodilators. Mm -hmm. 
Um, those can be really, really helpful on cycle. You're, I know you're horny as fuck when you're on cycle anyway, but uh, those things can be a benefit because it makes things easier on your heart. Um, donating blood, uh, really good because it gets your RBC count back down. Hemoglobin mm -hmm. comes back down when you, when you donate blood. Uh, all these things are things that we know now that I didn't know three, four, five, even six cycles in. I was probably six cycles in before somebody said, you should be giving blood. And I didn't start doing that until this this last powerlifting mm -hmm. prep was the first time I started giving blood regularly. Yeah. Like, man, so many things that you could know if people talked about it, and that's why we're talking about it. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want y'all to you know listen to this and say oh, Zach and Nathan's on a bunch of drugs and they're irresponsible <laughs> shitheads. No, we're telling you this because if you're already if you're already thinking about it, let's be honest. If you're a man and you're already thinking about it, you've probably already made the decision that you're going to, and we're trying to save you a lot of time, a lot of heartache. Mm -hmm. Um, and potentially from killing yourself by taking too much, by not, telling you these things, yeah, you know, not not getting your blood work done because it all goes back to the doctor. Like, yeah. You need to be open and honest with your doctor, and you need to talk to him about it. And if you have a doctor that doesn't want to help you, find a fucking new doctor. Yeah, like, we have recommendations we can make about doctors. My family doctor is okay. I'm going to QC Wellness, separate of my family doctor for for this purpose in general. Uh, there are doctors that will help you out with it, and you should absolutely seek them out. And, and use them. I think I've mentioned it before. America Health. I think yeah. they're expensive, but um, they will help Titan you. Medical out of Florida. Um, they're only electronic consultations. They order your blood work, so you'll go order it and go to like LabCorp, give it, and they'll send send them mm -hmm. uh, that stuff. But man, there are ways to do this, and you absolutely should because there's more there's more in your body to monitor than just testosterone and estrogen too. Mm -hmm. There's we talked about a friend of mine. Um, I'm not going to mention his name, but was just prescribed progesterone because his progesterone was low. Mm -hmm. Well, as men, we never fucking are going to think my progesterone is low yeah. or my HCG is low or some other, some of these other, um, more off the wall hormones that we don't talk about in the gym, mm -hmm. but all these things are affected by the use of exogenous hormones. They're all affected by not using exogenous hormones. Like everything you do affects these cortisol. Mm -hmm. Like my, this new doctor I'm going to for this tracks my cortisol levels, which I'm sure are going to be astronomical if you know me i'm a very high strong person um so i mean like there's so many things to know and we can sit here and talk about it all night but we don't know it all we're never going to know it all um so you might as well go to a doctor who does know mm. probably doesn't know it all either but at least knows more than you do right, right? so that's my biggest advice is go to the doctor but i do think the reward outweighs the risk yeah mostly i, I would agree um as long as you're being smart as long as you're doing your research, going to the doctor, getting your blood work done, um, even if it's a little uncomfortable to talk to your doctor about steroids, it's probably better for your health. You'd be surprised at how many men, even painfully average men strength-wise, at your local gym, even if you go to a normal Globo gym, are already using gear. Yeah. Like This is conversations your doctor has more than likely heard and probably heard more often than you'd realize. Yeah. You might as well talk to them about it. Yeah. HIPAA says they can't tell anybody anyway, so your secret's not going to be out if you don't want anybody to know. <laughs> right. You ain't got to be like us and just announce it to the whole fucking internet. Yeah. Well, wow. the whole internet? No, the the 10 of the internet that listen to us. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about right. Yeah. Um, I think we covered everything pretty well. I don't think there's anything... Dad jokes? Yeah, I think that's all we got I don't left. know if I have any dad jokes ready. Man, I saw some good ones. I always see, like, good ones... When I'm scrolling through and I'm like, I need to save that for the podcast and I just don't.
I've been trying to branch out and find things that's not on Dad Says Jokes. Oh, but, man. Uh, Dad Says Jokes. It's the best. Uh, yesterday at 8 o'clock, it was very time-consuming, <clears throat> especially when I went back for seconds. Um, I read a horror story in Braille. I could feel something bad was about to happen, but I didn't see it coming at all. <laughs> That's good. I saw that one the other day, and I was like, yeah, I like that one a lot. Oh, man. That's so good. Why didn't Han Solo enjoy his steak dinner? Why? It was chewy. It was chewy. <laughs> he probably ordered a steak well done, you fucking communist. <laughs> and Han's better than that. He wouldn't order it well done. Is Harrison Ford better than that? Has to be, man. People that eat steak well done should just be. That may we may have to go back to the whole conversation. I don't want to hear you talk about anabolics or how strong you are if you're if you eat your steak well, well done. You're a bitch. <laughs> if you eat your steak well done, period. Just, if you eat it with are, ketchup, if you eat it with ketchup, you need to be fucking shot. Are they are they a bitch? Because they gotta have some strong jaws to eat well done, <laughs> well done steak. steak. It's like a boot. There ain't no there ain't no goddamn way they're a decent person. <laughs> there's no there's no way it's that's somebody that you want to spend time with. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I can handle. I can sit next to somebody eating a medium steak. Yeah, I I like a medium steak. Honestly, medium medium rare is typically what I. I, go want, for. I want medium rare. Um, on a sirloin or something, I want rare. But on a fattier steak, I want some fat char. So I'm gonna mm. eat medium rare. And if it's medium, I'm not sending it back. If it's beyond medium. You can kiss my whole asshole. I could have done it better at home. You're going to bring another <laughs> steak, period. Um, this is what it is. <clears throat> what do you call a reluctant potato? A hesitator. A hesitator. <laughs> I told Sandy that one the other day, and I felt like there was a pretty heavy eye roll associated with it. Oh, I thought it was good. I don't know, man. Uh, why do actors say break a leg? They all want to be in a cast. They do, don't they? <laughs> don't there is a there is a real thing about that, right? Why they say break a leg? I don't know, bud. I I think there is. There's a reason. I'm sure there's it. a story behind. Yeah, it, you know, originally, but I fucking I always hated hearing that as a musician. Fucking break. Go break a leg. Break a leg. Fuck. That's just one of those cheesy, like just fucking old man, like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, don't use double negatives. They're a big no no. <laughs> big no no I, I'm all invested in this break a leg thing I gotta find we're gotta... researching what break a leg came from <clears throat> when we make pizza at home it's my wife's job to shred the cheese she's the greatest <laughs> I'm, really, uh, I'm really satisfied with that one for some reason I just, I just made pizza today so I know, who grated the cheese oh we had it was, our, it was shredded yeah yeah Well, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. It says when you, if you tell an actor to break a leg, you're wishing them the opportunity to perform and get paid. Okay. What what the fuck? I, I got I got one an Austin Blair special here. My friend Joe went on a, on the Dolly Parton dot. It made Jolene, 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 Jolene. Oh, that one's my rough. Head hurts. That one's rough. I'm still mad about this. 
I've been telling people about the benefits of eating dried grapes. Are you raising awareness? <laughs> <laughs> I am, in fact, raising awareness. <laughs> By the way, I like fucking raisins. I got some raisin bran. Desi won't eat it because she doesn't like raisins. She don't like raisins? She don't like raisins. She don't like Apparently, much. Apparently, that's, I found out recently, apparently raisins are a white people thing. She's very white. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's the whitest person I know, both figuratively and literally. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the whitest person, and then I met her. I would believe that mayonnaise is probably too spicy for her. That's how white she is. She doesn't like mayonnaise. She doesn't mayonnaise. like mayonnaise. I but I don't that. like mayonnaise either. Yeah, I like mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is just kind of gross. She eat hot things? Yeah. She likes spicy? Yeah. She'll eat buffalo wings. How spicy, though? She order probably not super she spicy. She order mild or medium? I don't know. Yeah, well. I don't eat spicy things either, though, typically. We have a good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, she, even if she did, she wouldn't make it this far in. We're an hour and 30 minutes in. She wouldn't make it that far in. Oh, shit. My wife took off her shirt and bra during an argument because where I was winning. It was a booby trap. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's probably it for us. Yeah, I think that's it. We probably need a more, uh, one day we need to seek out a more intelligent uh, person to talk about anabolics. But uh, y'all be safe. That's the biggest yeah. thing. Don't, yeah, that's, don't do stupid stuff. Don't be stupid. Do your research. Even if your research comes from Reddit, it's better than no research. And I'll say this too. If your decision is to not do them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Don't, you don't have to, one, you don't have to announce that to the world. Nobody gives a shit that you're natty. And two, uh, you're, people that are on, on are not worthy of your criticism just because they're doing something that you're unwilling to. Yeah. Period. I think, I think one, and you know, we're kind of running again, but I think one interesting thing that I had ever heard about it was that some people are unwilling to take that step to be better. Yeah, some people are willing to go and do what they have to do to get to the point that they want to be at. Yeah. If you want to be the best deadlifter in the world, you're going to do it drug free. You're not going to do it drug free. There's no way. I don't care who you are. You could be the greatest athlete to ever live. You will never do it drug free. Period. Yeah, you won't. For those of us where it's not, we're in sports where it's not uh, against the rules to use them, uh, it's use them or get left behind. Yeah. Period. One more reminder, me and you say it heard me and Nathan say this before. Powerlifters out there, drug tested does not mean drug free. That is accurate. Just keep that in mind. We'll leave that. Leave y'all with that. <laughs> That's it. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Later. <laughs>